Red Dolphin Podcast listeners, welcome to episode 008, where I am here with my former personal trainer, Pepe's Pizza owner, and Nitzel Stream entrepreneur, uh, Jeremy Werner. In today's episode, Jeremy and I talk about what it's like to be an entrepreneur, what that mindset is, some of the it factors that you need to take into consideration when being an entrepreneur, and we get into a lot more. So please, if you find this uh, episode of value, please go ahead and subscribe, follow the podcast. We appreciate it if you make it to the end, and uh, let's get right into today's episode. All right, here we go, Jeremy. How's it going? It's going good, man. How about you? I'm doing absolutely amazing, man. Yeah. Missed you. Yeah, it's great to see you too. I remember last time we we saw each other, you were probably like running me to death, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, I love that. So today we're talking about entrepreneurship and whatnot. What what made you realize early on that like working at your own pace, being your own boss, was for you? I mean, even at a at a early age, I knew that uh, you know I wanted to to own my own business. Didn't know what it was going to be. But even, um, you know, with, with the pizza shop, I started working here when I was 12. And um, we, you know, we had a lot, of, a lot of fun. There was a bunch of, you know, junior high, high school kids running it. And uh, a couple of my friends um, worked with me, too. And, you know, I always said, you know, it'd be sticking awesome to own this someday. And lo and behold, you know, many, many years later, uh, me and my brother had the opportunity to do that. We jumped on absolutely so um and just uh just knowing that i can make my own way it's been like that everything i've always done you know what i mean through from football you know coming from a small school going to uh a d1 uh ncai uh ncaia division one school um from a from a small high school you just gotta make your own way you know what i mean no one's gonna hand shit to you so you just kind of make your own way so it's been like that my whole life and um just uh you know we we came from nothing so we always had to scratch and claw to get to the top and get where we are and you know we've we've, we've done that so it sounds like you had the vision early on you know from a young age you know coming in here and you're like hey i want to own this thing someday did you ever have any like run-ins with like I mean, just the whole mentality of doing it your own way. Any run-ins, like, maybe trouble, like, with some school or, like, uh, you know, maybe, like, a class clown vibe that, like, helps entrepreneurship? Or is that not you? Not, no, I was, I was, I, I feel like I was more just, uh, just kind of keeping my, my head down and, and go. Okay. I mean, I was, growing up, I was not uh, a very big kid. You know, I graduated high school at 169. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but the thing about it, I always had that um, killer instinct. Like, there was a kid uh, a couple years older that was kind of like the school bully. And, you know, I was a skinny kid. But one day he was messing with uh, with one of my friends, and I just stood up to him. And from that day on, it was like he was wanted to be my friend and stuff. You know what I mean? So just, just, and I wasn't afraid of him. Mm. You know what I mean? He was probably about three times the size as I was, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the, it's not the size of the dog. It's the fight. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I could, I could, I'm always been a fighter, you know? So that's just that mentality. And, um, that's, you just got to have that, just that killer instinct, just that little edginess, I guess you can say. Yeah. You know? Kind of like solidify yourself. Like, you know, I think a lot of kids think like, you know, they are the man and then they like, 
when the gravel meets the road, they become the man at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that was a staple for you as far as like sticking up for somebody else even? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, because somebody's got to do it. Um, and it's, it's kind of a different world now. There's a lot of bullying and stuff going on. And uh, yeah, someone someone needs to step up and and kind of fight for the little guys. I was a little guy at one point. Okay. You know, and so you gotta. That's what it's all about. Just just kind of prove what you are and who you are, and good things will happen. I love that. So it sounds like you knew from a young age you wanted to like you know be your own man, work, be the be the front runner. Did you ever have like a paradigm shift where you're just like? where you're, maybe you wanted to be like a nine to five guy or did you just always knew? I just always knew, you know, growing up, like I said, we, we, we came from nothing. And I watched, uh, I watched my mom and dad struggle and you know, they had a nine to five job mm. and, uh, I knew, um, you know, some of my friends that were more well to do their, their, their fathers were entrepreneurs. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. And, uh, so it seemed like they had a, you know, they had pantries full of snacks and all <laughs> kinds of things, and and honestly, that's that's like, man, I, I'm this is what I, this is what my life, this is how I want my kids to be. I don't want my kids to grow up and and have to work, have to three paper routes at the age of seven, and and I had to get a job at age twelve. You know what I mean? To because I refused to. I saw how people treated the kids that got the free and reduced lunches. And I refused to be that kid. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, I gotta go, I gotta go make my own. So, um, and that's just that's just how it's been since since I know. And and my whole goal in life was to make sure uh my kids had a childhood and and you know I want I want them to have a responsibility, you know what I mean? But I don't want them to to have to go out and get a job because that you know because they need to help the family or whatnot mm. you know what I mean? so it, yeah it feels like you were in this environment that you were constantly reminded like i, I want to be like this uh, yeah and and you want to provide that that way yeah i wanted yeah i wanted to i guess it was more like i don't want it to be like this okay you know and then just seeking out kind of like i said you know i had some friends that uh they're parents own their own business and stuff like that and i seen how their lifestyles were and i was like you know why not why not me what what do i got to do to to do that and so it was was just always that was always there like all right i'm gonna let's i'm gonna have my own business someday i'm gonna make my own way and not struggle so did you have anybody that like fed into your mindset that was telling you jeremy you can do this you got this like in your young years um no, honestly, and, and it goes back to always having that chip because people would always tell you and tell me, oh, what? why are you going to play football at Walsh, man? You can't do that. You come from a small school. or mm. And then it's like, well, you're going to go play football in Europe? Maybe you should just get a job and, you know, start start your, your career or whatnot, you know, get a nine-to-five and go that route. Um, but no, it was just like, so it was always it was more about people telling me what I can do that that was the driving factor, you know what I mean? Um, so you, you're a small white kid from a little little town. You can't go play football at Falls University, and then you know you can't go. You can't get paid. You can't be a professional football player. What do you? Nah. So it was all about 
proving people wrong, I guess you can say, as opposed to um, people people pushing me. I my 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 older brothers always believed in me, so um, and not that my parents or anything didn't believe in me. They they traveled, and my grandparents um, absolutely traveled everywhere to uh, to watch me play. Um, and uh, you know, my my grandfather was a, a huge influence on my life as well. Um, because there was times that it felt like uh, him and my grandma kind of raised me and my older brother, and you know they were they were hard, hardworking people. Um, both worked in a factory, so but you know it seemed like they did pretty well, and um, so they were they were I'm say they were definitely a good influence in my life as well. Mm. So when you have all this negative talk like around you or like people are really like, hey, why are you doing it this way? What what keeps you driving? I mean, you mentioned that ship. Uh, how, how important was it like talking to yourself and keep yourself that straight line? Did you, did you ever have a point where you're like, oh, maybe I should just go and get the nine to five? Yeah, there was definitely a point um, at, at Walsh University um, that I was like, man, uh, is this, is this, am I really like, there was, there's some self doubt that started to creep in. Am I really good enough to, to do this? And it was like my, my second year in and, uh, like I got redshirted my freshman year because Walsh, when I got there, it was Walsh's fourth year of having football. Okay. So like came in with 33 kids and like, we all got redshirted. Mm. Um, so, but it, it was awesome because I was on scout team and just making oh yeah people you know and I and, and, and people uh, came up to me you know years later and you know when we get back together and said man you you made us so much better because you went hard instead of yeah. you know and um you know instead of just giving them giving in and, and letting them win every time that's just wasn't my <laughs> personality to begin with oh so. heck yeah um but you know there's a little bit of adversity there my second year um but uh i just fought through it and and uh i mean made the biggest thing was just going from you know 169 graduating from fredericktown to uh just focusing you know i was focusing on one sport and all i did was eat and all i did was lift and so just the transformation that my body took on eventually gave me even more confidence that like all right i do belong i always had speed so my speed is what kind of carried me everywhere, but that's only going to carry you so long, you know, know, when you're, when you're an undersized white kid, you know? <laughs> so, um, so just, uh, I just kind of refocused, um, and, uh, put my mind back to it and, and then, you know, good things happened. So I like how you mentioned the scout team aspect because a lot of people don't realize like there's, there's opportunities everywhere well, and here you are with anything like you're going to do everywhere. So what, what does it look like when a guy, you know, doesn't take something like scout team serious or he, you know, he kind of gets the ego and he's like, I'm, I'm too good to be here. I mean, those are usually people that are, uh, leaving on the midnight train. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that, uh, again, it goes back to, you know, people coming in from bigger schools thought had that exact thing. Like what, why do I got to be on scout team? I'm, Mm. I'm from, you know, such and such I'm from, a D1 high school, you know, I have a state championship, but, uh, yeah. So those, those kids, you, you kind of knew, um, and they just get, they get passed up real quick, you know, because like everybody there is their team's best player. Um, which 
So when I, during the funny thing, during the recruitment process, the uh, one thing that, that really motivated me, a, uh, uh, luckily I don't remember the coach's name, but he was a head coach at Tiffin, right? And they were recruiting me hard. It came down to Tiffin, uh, Ashland and Walsh and, you know, not, not having any money. It was all riding on getting a scholarship mm. who, who was going to, uh, be able to offer me the most and, and, uh, as, as a scholarship. So with the Tiffin, the Tiffin coach, when I told him that I was really leaning towards Walsh, he had said that I was a big fish in a small pond. Mm. And so I was, you know, as, as, when he said that, I didn't really think anything about it. But then I went back and was kind of like researching. Um, and, you know, back then, you don't really have the Internet like <laughs> yet. But, but and then, yeah, so it was like kind of like a kick in the balls to me. Like he was telling me that I was, you know. He was almost challenging your manhood. Yeah, saying that, you know, yeah, you were the best – you were the best at, at Fredericktown, but you're not necessarily going to be the best coming to uh, Tiffin. So I was like, okay. And uh, so Walsh plays like Tiffin was in our league, and we just beat the dogs. <laughs> and it was the best feeling in the world. And I had some of my best games against Tiffin just because, you know, I remember that freaking coach said that to me. Like, I'm a 18-year-old kid, and he's recruiting me, and he says that. And yeah, so there's just, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've always been more of a, like I said, you know, said earlier, just tell me, I, tell me I can't do something and watch me, you know what I mean? Watch me do it. How, how big do you think that chip on your shoulder was of like proving others wrong was to, uh, you know, your entrepreneurship and like your endeavors with like the gym or like roofing or even like here in the pizza shop? It is, yeah, it's it's absolutely the driving factor, man. I mean, it, it's just, it's always there. Um, just the fact that, like, you can never be satisfied, never be complacent. Like, always be looking for other opportunities. Um, other, you know, always have different pools in the water, right? And mm-hmm. different fishing pools in the water, uh, streams of, of revenue and streams of income. In case something dries up, then you have something else to follow on, so... What, what were your thoughts when you were taking business at Walsh? I mean, did you did you like the academic process? Did, were you kind of like, ah, this is kind of like mundane? I uh, I loved so I I was uh, a double major in corporate communications and also it was it was exercise science, but it was okay sports med type thing. And I also took a lot of psychology too. Oh yeah, just for yeah, because it because it interests me, which helped me a lot. In, and especially in the gym atmosphere, uh, as far as relating, like thinking about what people are feeling, and, and like the, the the psychology of that. When you get someone that is severely overweight and, and doesn't think has that mindset, like that they can't do something, and, and just kind of trying to relate to them, you know what I mean? So, like, look at the psychology of it. Meet them at their level yes, to bring them up. Exactly. And, and and just knowing their whole life, if that's what it's like, there's been a struggle for them their whole life. So you've got to show them how they can win. Show them little wins mm. along the way. And that paid dividends in, in getting people results, man. So. Yeah, psychology, people, I think a lot of times people get so consumed in, like, their craft and, like, what they do that they forget there's a, the human element part of it Absolutely. is everything. Yes. I mean, you can have everything to a T, 
with like knowing how to run whatever you want it is. But if you're not going to be able to relate to people, you're you're nothing. And that is the key. Just like in everything you do, no matter, especially and in, in, even in the gym business, you know what I mean. Like I had five gyms at one time, was producing a revenue of almost a million dollars a year, and but I was. I was more of a, a marketing person at that time than I was a trainer mm. because I could be the greatest, I can get most results in the world, but if I don't know how to promote that or market that, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna go anywhere, you know what I mean? But that's what I, I got good at was, I was a marketing master. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just happened to be, can get people damn good results and would, uh, would definitely promote that and post it on social media and, and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's the, that's, that's just the key is just having the confidence in yourself and your abilities and being able to show people results and, and production. So did you ever have a point in your career where you're like, I'm in over my head on this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when I had, uh, I had five gyms. Uh, I think we had like 22 trainers in all. And, uh, it, it, it got to a point where it was too much. Um, and you know, and that's, that's kind of when, um, some of the bad things happen, you know, I had really my, my right hand guy, my right hand trainer, um, he killed himself mm. and, uh, that was, I mean, it was, that was pretty devastating. You know what I mean? Um, that, you know, it took me, it took me away from, at that time I was, I was building up my, my pal, my Hilliard and uh marysville gems and and like really building those out and i had to come back to malburnham when that happened you know what i mean so then it's um i had people in place that you know i thought were good but you know that's you're all these you're all these other people aren't going to care about it as much as you do mm. you know what i mean it, it's your business you're the face of it unfortunately you can't can and clone yourself or else I would be a billionaire, you know what I mean? But kind of went and uh, some people took advantage of the fact that I couldn't be there all the time. Mm. As far as, you know, there was some some shady things going on. And so I was just like, um, on top of that, a couple other trainers uh, overdosed. And uh, I was just like, just kind of looked in the mirror like, man, that whole bigger is not better. You know what I mean? I need to kind of refocus what I'm doing. Uh, sold those off and uh, just had had the two for the longest time scaled back even more kind of after COVID and uh, just have have one gym now and kind of focusing on other aspects that I can have a little bit more, more control over as far as you know um, it's it, it all everything always boils down to people and I always tell other uh, you know, young entrepreneurs, um, that nobody else is ever going to care about it as much as you do. So you always got to take that into, into factor. If you're having employees and, and other people kind of running it, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's probably one of the toughest aspects is even, even in, you know, the pizza shops, it's hard to get people that are willing to put in, in the work and, and want to show up. Unfortunately, you got to kind of hire some young kids most of the time that's what you got to rely on and this day and age uh it's few and far between 
that you mentioned some real life stuff throughout there what what like keeps you on the road how how do you keep going and i mean did you ever stop at one point did you ever contemplate stopping or that you, no it's, you always it's knew always, you had to keep going it's always yeah what's all right because uh, like you almost get to a point when you do it long enough on by like trying to make your own way you almost start to welcome the failure you know what mm-hmm. i mean because you learn you will never learn anything more than your failures like think about it think of think of even in football right think of the games that you won and think of the games that you lost which ones do you remember the most the loss absolutely and film the next day again repped for yeah you remember the losses the most and so you remember your failures the most and it's it's whether or not you're going to learn from that if you learn from your failure failures like you should then you're going to start welcoming them because that's then you're going to grow you're going to grow from that absolutely you're not you're, you're not going to learn a whole lot from your wins because that's easy. You know, it really is easy to win. It's 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 the failures that you're going to learn from. I promise you. feels like the people who, who stick it out and, you know, see past their failures and keep going. I mean, maybe they're not the most talented by any means. They don't have, you know, they're not the most brilliant, but just keeping going, it's the ultimate factor. Uh, that, yeah, you got to, yeah, there's always... The sun's always going to come up tomorrow. Yeah. So it is. Uh, so even if you have the worst day in your life, you failed. It's going to start over the next day. So you have another opportunity to to get in the right direction. So for sure. If you were to look at a young entrepreneur and you had to name three things that you knew were going to make this kid click, you know, whether it's personality, traits, uh, skills. What what would you have those three things be to build the most ideal? You definitely got to be um, willing to talk to people, and I think the biggest the biggest number one thing I would tell them, and, and to make sure they have this tree this trait, is to be able to get outside of your comfort zone. Mm. You know what I mean? So many people, and you get and you kind of hit off. Like, is there any point where um, you? you you can't relax, you know what I mean? Uh, and you always got to kind of get outside of your of your comfort zone because that's where all the good things happen. Inside your comfort zone, that's that's easy. You can coast, mm. you know what I mean? But if you really want to get shit done, then you got to you got to look outside of your comfort zone. Hell yeah. And that's that's number 1. Um two is, you know, Unless, unless you uh, have a trust fund or something, starting off, man, it's going to be rough. You know, it's going to be rough. I mean, when I was building out gyms, I got a blow-up mattress, and I slept in the gym. No way. I slept in the gym. Uh, had a 20, even though I owned gyms, I had a 24-hour, uh, it was 24, um, lifetime fitness. I had a membership there. So I would go and shower there and then get ready and, and train uh, in the gym at 5, 5 a.m. until I build it up and uh, and then on to the next one, but I did the same thing. So the next one I was able, you know, I was a little better off. I got a futon. Oh, yeah? A little bit of <laughs> <little, yeah, laughs> A little better comfort, but, you know, and there was times that, uh, you know, I when I was really building out, I was, I was uh, divorced at the time, so I had uh, young, my kids were young then and not in school quite yet. 
Um, and there was times when they would stay with me in the gym, or we would go get, we would go to the hotel and, and get a hotel. But you know, just got to do things that uh, that other people won't, so you can do things that other people can't. Mm. I love that. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Yeah. And what would you have your third one be? Third one um, is just be. I get willing willing to put in the work. You know what I mean. It's kind of, it kind of ties them all together, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, just just willing to do things that people won't, but you have to. Um, you have to just go back to willing to fail. You know what I mean? You can't let that discourage you. There's going to be people that tell you no, right? And then, and then you know, then it goes back to sales, right? You're always a salesman um, in everything you do if you're an entrepreneur, no matter what aspect it is you're selling yourself you're selling product you know what i mean so you got to um just be willing to accept no accept failure because especially you know now nowadays uh most of the stuff we do is insurance but there is some retail stuff that you got to kind of talk to people and um if they tell you no all right on to the next one because you're that much closer to it yet yeah honestly you are that it is the craziest thing in the world but it is true you know for every 99 knows you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get one yes and that one yes could could lead to god knows what you know what I, mean? I love that visual on facebook they have of the people mining for diamonds yeah dude's like that close away <laughs> but that's so true it is so true if you really think about it how many people go that far and then are almost there and then said well i'm done guess it's not for me and all they had to do was one more, one more hit of that pick, that pickaxe, and you got, you got all the diamonds you can ever dream of. I love, I love the tie-in from like sports and like physical fitness into like entrepreneurship, because you mentioned getting uncomfortable. I remember in eighth grade, I'd be sitting in math class, scared to go train with you. <laughs> like you put me through some workouts, yeah. and like looking back, it's just like, like getting uncomfortable, like. Yeah, that's when you really find out who you are, whether it be like you got to talk to yourself and be like, hey, I got to get this done. Like it's going to happen. And I mean, one thing I like saying is there's no such thing as an hour of hard work because it's only 60 minutes. Right. What can be so hard yeah. for 60 minutes? Dude, and I will say I loved freaking training you because everything I threw at you, you freaking did it. And <laughs> you never said a damn word. I felt like I had to. Man. <laughs> Dude, it was, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I just love training like athletes like that. They, yeah. Because you had a purpose. You knew that you wanted to be something, right? You wanted to go somewhere, and you got to put in the work. You know, it's it's not everybody is is naturally gifted. I mean, I see that even going into you know playing playing professional playing uh, arena football. They were I was a white wide receiver <laughs> right unheard of man you're a unicorn yeah and they were always trying to bring people not not and i don't think they were it was anything against me but they were always bring there was always people coming in uh i remember specifically a kid um from ohio dominican university and they said he ran like a 42940 dude couldn't catch a cold so <laughs> like you can have you can have all of that natural talent in the world but if you don't if you don't hone your skill, then you know it, it, you're you're only gonna go so far. You know what I mean? 
raw talent and natural ability is only going to carry you so far. It's, it's the people that are willing to do the other things to get you above and beyond everybody else that are going to have much more success and sustained success. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the kids that go out and, you know, they have this vision with sports, they're chasing, they're pursuing, and then, you know, when, when the limelight of sports goes out, they fade, like, they don't have a purpose. What are your tips to a guy like that to avoid, you know, uh, once your sports career is over, you can keep going and dominate in the real world? So, that goes back to start early. Like, always have multiple holes in the water. Got to have something to fall back on. When I was, I was still playing uh, arena football and I started training people, right? Started building a business from that, from that aspect. We got two minutes. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I knew that I couldn't play football forever. And so I needed, you know, and I needed to uh, be able to provide for my family in other ways as well. So I, I started training, training athletes, which turned into training adults and athletes which turned into training, you know, training trainers and, and have a multiple, multiple locations. So. Hell yeah. Always, always be hungry. You gotta be hungry, hungry for more. Don't be satisfied. Don't be complacent because there's always someone behind you ready to, to take, take, take it, over. take everything. All right, Jeremy. So you talked about like, you know, the importance of putting your head down and ready to work for for clients that you've seen to come in with personal training, you, you know, might be overweight and they're ready to get their stuff together. What are, what are some signs that, you know, this person's serious and they're going to stick with it? Oh, I mean, if they, if one, if they commit to, um, kind of a long-term contract, uh, then you know that they're kind of, they're kind of in it. Um, but, um, yeah, you just kind of know, especially, and it kind of goes back to the, uh, I feel like the taking all the psychology and stuff and, and just um, when I can read people very well, you know what I mean? So when I would sit down with them for that initial consultation, I mean, there was, there was people that I that came in and were kind of just by based on their, their, um, their posture and, and how they were answering questions. I was like, we're probably not going to be a good fit. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you are if you get good at reading people and, and kind of understanding what, what people's mindset is, it goes back to, you know, a, a, a person that is, has struggled with weight their whole, whole life. They're, they're probably beat down. You know what I mean? Mm. Their, their mindset is probably not there, but you can always kind of asking like when I was going, going through my, my, uh, consultation, you know, just, um, seeing how they were react to questions and um then you kind of knew if they were they were serious or not if they really at this point in their life uh were ready to do it there were times that people weren't you know what i mean they might come a couple sessions and and their their headspace just wasn't there yet but so you know they would come back a couple months later and freaking kill it crushed it like did everything that was asked of them ate well and and showed up put in the work and the results happened they got their results they got the results hell yeah i'm gonna check this thing real quick sorry and they're on all right cool we're still rolling so you think like even if somebody's not ready right now that doesn't mean they're they're never gonna be able to do it no absolutely yeah i i'm 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 very confident that uh that people uh even even 
even in the in the sales, you know, I do uh, a lot more sales and project management now. But I always, if I if I inspect someone's roof, and I'm straight up honest with them, like your roof is is not quite there, or your siding's not there, but it's discontinued. So I'm going to keep you on this list, mm. and when when anytime there's a big storm, you call me back. Or you know, if it's if they're like, ah, I just don't have the money right now. But if you are always sending them like, hey, just uh, just checking in with you and and things like that, even with so with that in the in the personal training aspect, if you were always checking in with them, then you're always at the front of their mind. So when the time is right, guess what they're thinking about? Like, oh, oh, I remember Jeremy. He he would was uh, talking to me, and then you know was always you know he he owns a gym. Let's let's go there. Uh, Jeremy's doing uh, this roofing. We we need a new roof. Let's so it's it's always being kind of like a brand branding yourself. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, you are the brand, mm-hmm. right? And um, always use that brand to be in, in the, the front of, of people's mind. And when time's right, then they'll seek you out. So you got you got to establish. So you got to make yourself that guy. It right. sounds like you got to make yourself that guy, <laughs> that gal, and uh, and whatever it takes. That's that's what it is. You know what I mean? What was the time where you felt like like? Yeah, I really did this. Like when you knew you established yourself as like that guy in fitness in the area. I just uh, like when I um, was able to kind of step back there for a little bit and just kind of travel to the different different gyms, and I would walk in in the middle of class, and it'd be freaking packed. Well, <laughs> Heck you know, yeah, people getting after it. Like, yeah. Or when, um, you know. When I would get a call from ABC or, uh, you know, some of the, the news channels and they would have want me to come on and kind of talk or take their uh, anchor through a, through a workout or when uh, one of the newspapers, like the, I forget what the heck it was called, um, like an entrepreneur uh, newspaper came and interviewed me and, uh, and I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm doing all right for, uh, you know. Uh, but even then, one thing that, uh, you know, I kind of want to tell people about is, and, and it goes back to sports. We've always had coaches, right? Yes. Always had coaches. So even when I was in the, in the fitness business full time, I had a coach, I had a mentor and would go out to California often and, and meet with them. And there was an, another group of, uh, it was a mastermind, right? Of all different people that were doing having good success in, in the fitness business but you can always learn and, and always be able to learn mm. and uh from other people that have done it seek that out you know what i mean seek out people that have done or, or at the place that you want to be and uh and and always be coachable find a coach you know what i mean there's coaches out there set the ego aside yeah like i've done this this and this will not pay this guy's done it exactly and maybe he does it a different way yeah again there's always someone <laughs> behind you that is working harder than you and gonna take and ready to leapfrog you so don't let it happen don't let it happen yeah but what's one thing that you've learned or maybe you learned from somebody that you just didn't even expect to learn um just the uh the marketing aspect how important the marketing aspect of any brand or business is you know what i mean and um 
because that is again like even though this is Peppy's Pizza right people know that me and my brother own it so if something goes wrong or something gets <laughs> messed up they're usually not going to call in here they're going to call me and say hey I hate to complain but this is this you know and that's what's hard to get through to to the employees is like Yes, you are working here. Yes, it says Peppy's. Well, people are gonna call us and something's called wrong. Yeah, and so you are you are the brand. You know what I mean. So you have to take. There's a lot of responsibility involved in that, and so you got to be willing to to take that on. And um, yeah, I'm, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, you did. Yeah, just learn marketing. You know. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's so many. And I don't know if we talked about it while we were on this or off off the podcast, but just uh, there's so many different aspects of it that people don't realize that this this important part of it. You know what I mean? So they always think, oh, pizza. Oh, we just got to make sure that we have good ingredients and stuff like that for uh, fitness. I I just got to be the best trainer I can absolutely be. No. You got to be able to market and get mm. it out to people and show them. Yeah, they got to know it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if they don't, you can have the best pizza in the world, but if nobody even knows about it, how how are they gonna how are they gonna get to you? They can't use it if they don't know it exists. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have to love every every aspect of what you do, or do you think that's kind of hogwash? Um, it depends on. It's kind of hogwash, you know. You got to love what you do. If you, so if you, I'll tell so I, when I was at the height, right. And, and everything was going smooth. I absolutely loved being a personal trainer, mm. a, a fitness business owner. But when some of the other aspects started creeping in, like having too many, uh, too many trainer, well, I wasn't even having too many trainers, but not you thought you could trust someone but you can't mm. you know what i mean so you always gotta you always gotta be weary of that i guess unfortunately you know what i mean because you're the one who's bought in it's your money now you got to get somebody else to believe it and and give their best so that yeah so that's that's absolutely it you gotta how can you get everybody else to buy in psychology <laughs> Yeah, and that but it's it's that's the hardest part is getting employees or other people that you're trying to to go follow along with you on this journey to to buy it. So, and I I tried everything, especially with the personal training. Like, if they went out and recruited people in, they would get that first month right in their pocket of whatever that client paid. Okay, and then ten percent of their monthly, as long as they stayed. And I think there was only one or two trainers that actually went out and did Really? Even with one full month? Like, yeah. uh, so that you could make, you know how much money? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> you can literally make your own way. And, yeah, some people are just comfortable showing up, doing it, and going home. Wait, so, I mean, you've, you've worked here in the pizza shop before, and, like, you kind of had that vision that you want to do this. Like, it sounds like you, you, you were ready to put your signature on everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I knew that, you know, going in, it's going to be me and me and my brother are the face of it. So 
how do we want it to be? What do we want the product out there to be? And how is that going to reflect on us? You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we kind of went back to some of the original things that were, um, you know, when it first started in 1971, you know, some of the ingredients and, and stuff that was being used and people loved it. You know what I mean? And it got people kind of that had faded away from the previous owners to kind of come back in. Mm. So, um, it's, you can't please everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's always people out there that, uh, are always looking for something for free. So there's that aspect mm -hmm. too. Um, and in everything, in every, at, in at roofing, in, in uh, personal training, in the gym. They're just always looking for something free and. It's, it's just crazy. Just some of those, those people that have that take, take, take mindset um, or, or entitlement, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. Um, yeah, there's, there's, it's tough, man. I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an ocean full of sharks, and uh, one of the one of the best uh, books I've ever read is called The Blue Ocean Theory. Never read it. Oh, dude, you got to. I'm adding to my list. This is so, we're done with so this. So think of, think of where sharks are. Right, there's blood in the water. Where are those sharks at? So in order to grow and to differentiate yourself from everything else you gotta find that blue ocean where nobody else is alone and make your way there if you can make your way in that blue ocean then you're going to have far more success than all those sharks that are you know fighting each other in for that for that same product for that same food so yeah awesome book there's a blue ocean yeah it's blue ocean theory and then uh the there's a second book kind of along the same thing that kind of expands even more on it freaking great books um if uh and i that's that's another thing i kind of encourage people especially nowadays i don't know how you know you, you young kids uh <laughs> how much you, you guys are reading i know there's a lot of uh um audio books and stuff like mm -hmm. that which is which, which is fine but like always that it goes back to the always be a willing to learn right and um Real estate wise, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, like things like that. If you want to start somewhere as an entrepreneur, Rich Dad Poor Dad is where you should start. You got to get it in your brain. Yeah, just uh, and because um, it really is, it really is a mindset, and you usually find out pretty quick if you have it or not. You know what I mean? Because when the shit gets when shit gets tough, what you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Are you gonna are you gonna tuck your tail and run the other way and try and find something else or are you going to make it work and mm. see the light at the end of the tunnel yes you know what i mean um because it's not all rainbows and unicorns it's tough but it's all worth it in the end for sure i remember in high school i love how you mentioned reading because i remember in high school i was like why would i read and then i started reading and i was like well this is like I thought like 80% of what you re read was just kind of like reiterations of the same stuff just said different ways. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, well, even if that's true, like if 80% of it is the same stuff, it's better than me scrolling on TikTok right. and putting bad stuff in my brain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fill the mind with good stuff. Like it's, it's nice. And I've, I've even got away from, like, I don't read as much as I used to. And I'm really 
trying to get back into that aspect or listening to um, the audio books and stuff like that. I, I just feel like reading the reading the stuff, oh, it, you retain it more because yes. you're focused on that. Uh huh. When you're in your <laughs> in your vehicle driving down, listen to books. I mean, I've even found myself like rewinding it because, like, what, like, what's going on? Yeah, did I get that part? You missed you missed so much. Whereas, you know, you have that uh, you have that book, you can highlight it, and you got a quick reference all the time. Yeah, make notes of it. Yeah, for sure. I remember, like, reading books and, like, making PDF files. Like, the, the notes I take, like, share on Twitter or whatnot. And I was like, I yeah, you can read, like, a little quick spark notes or whatever. You're not, you're not getting that if you don't put in the work to it. Absolutely. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, man. Absolutely. It's crazy. But it's, it's the world that we live in. So you got to be able to – we still got to be able to adapt to the changes. But some of the old school ways – Still work. They're sticking they always with it. Work. You know what I mean. And they always and they always will. So, um, sometimes I, you know, I even get caught up in, in, uh, some of the, you know, the new the new trends, Snapchat or whatever the heck it is. You know what I mean? And it's just like, man, let's let's just go back to, <laughs> we do a little bit of that. But there's just something to, some of those old school reading a book or you know. Writing down, writing down your goals. Yes. And putting them someplace that you're going to see it every day. You know what I mean? So, slow things like that. Um, I feel like we're society today are getting away from, and we need to get back to. I like how you mentioned your brother a couple times. That that sounds like a guy you can trust oh, thick and thin. Yeah, I can trust. Yeah, and he's got my back. I've got him no matter what you know what i mean um and uh it's maybe hasn't always been that way when we were younger oh yeah <laughs> but uh you know it's just we 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 grew up in the same struggle you know what i mean mm. and uh and he has he's got that that same mindset maybe not to the extreme that i i do like that dude could have played basketball at you know the, the small d1 uh level but just didn't get, just didn't care <laughs> going through school and and uh grade wise so um but uh but you know he went to, he was a marine he went to the marines went through that and uh so i definitely looked up to him and had a lot of respect for him uh for that because you know he kind of he missed out on a lot uh, I remember writing to him and kind of talking to him about, uh, you know, how my how the games and stuff went, how the football games and you know how many yards I had rushing and whatnot. So that was that was kind of cool. That's a good those are good memories to have back then. And um, yeah, he's a he's a good dude. I, I love him to death, obviously, and we've we've definitely got each other's backs and uh, are always look into uh, how we can ad- help each other advance in life. For for a kid that's looking to start a business and, you know, has that entrepreneurial mindset, how important do you think having somebody like that that you can trust with everything in your back pocket is or oh, by your side? It's almost quintessential um, to to have that, whether, whether it's a, a, a coach, a mentor, or a family member, a friend, you know. Um, but I always look at it 
you know, I had I had some pretty darn close friends uh, in high school and in college, but um, they kind of come and go. And my 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 brother's been there forever, so um, and and I know he'll always be there. So yeah, you just gotta just gotta find that person. It, some people have friends that are you know are like brothers, and uh, yeah, just just you are. I, have you ever heard the the you are the average of the five people you yes most yes that is pretty darn true, that is pretty darn true. So if uh, if you are hanging out with five people that are kind of below your your goals and aspirations, you're gonna end up where they are. You know, you're gonna sell yourself short. If you are hanging out with people that are above you or have the same you know mindset and things. You're gonna you're gonna go you're gonna go places right in their hip pocket yeah yeah so you are absolutely the average of five people you hang out with most so not only like you know finding that one person you got to be around the pack that's about it yep and I mean I, I definitely keep my my circle pretty close but um yeah I think I think I I do pretty good as far as the those four or five people that I associate with the most so for sure yeah it's it definitely it definitely holds true about if you sit down and think about it and really look at who you are hanging out with or, or just think about someone that you know right and who they hang out with most and where they're at in their life mm. you know what i mean is it is it people they're bringing down or even you know with my with my with my kids i don't talk about my kids a lot on different things but you know it, it absolutely holds true, you know. They hang out with people that are, you know, um, not where you know your daughter, your, your your kids are. You could definitely see them bringing them down. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's uh, it's crazy, being especially as a as a parent, kind of seeing those things and uh, knowing you know where I am today, yeah. my mindset is and how I think about things. Just looking at them and. Being like, yeah, that is absolutely true. And you've probably seen it all before, so it's like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, let's steer you, try and steer you in the right direction here. If I, Jeremy, I appreciate your time. Do you, do you have any closing words that you'd want to say to a young kid out there that you know may have grown up in a situation like you that, that you know has these big dreams and aspirations? What is one thing that you'd want to tell that kid? If you, if you have the determination and the want to, then anything is absolutely possible. But it, it comes down to what you have inside of you. Um, get, if, you if you just gotta find that, find what drives you and, uh, and, and attack it with everything you've got. Um, and then the other thing is, like I said, always have, always have multiple uh, multiple pools in the water. Mm. Don't don't focus on just one thing. Focus on a couple different things. Um, some of them will be better than others, but you'll still have other things. When 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 times are tough and something else, you have something else to fall back on or to help pick up that slack. I love that, Jeremy. Thank you. Appreciate you being on the podcast, hey, guys. Get a Peppy's Pizza. This place is absolutely beautiful. You come to the shop, you see some Fairytown memorabilia. 
uh, Roof Fitness. This is the guy right here in Knox County, Central Ohio. So uh, make sure you give Jeremy a good look. His stuff is in the description below. And uh, don't forget to make it a great day.